Join me, Chelsea Erson, on season three of my podcast, Dear Young Rocker. Tune in to hear some of my favorite musicians tell stories from their awkward musical beginnings, reconnect with the teenager they used to be, and remember what it's like to fall in love with your favorite band for the first time. Listen to Dear Young Rocker Season 3 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, We Got You fans. My name is Hallie Petro, and I am the writer and creator of We Got You. And I will be your guest host for this week's episode. Our dear Samantha Logan has the week off, so I hope I can fill her wonderful shoes. The word COVID-19 and pandemic probably weren't in your vocabulary one year ago. Loss was definitely not something we were talking about frequently. And how about now? Loss of school, loss of socialization, of seeing friends, loss of sports, loss of connection, maybe even loss of loved ones or people in your community. Maybe it didn't take a pandemic for that to happen. The absence of someone you love. Something that used to be there in your life. Friends that have completed suicide. I lost my job and I lost a lot of opportunities that were presented to me. Like she said, I also think it's like an absence of something that could have been or that You're going through life and it's tough, but what's gonna happen to you? How do you get through it? Does anyone even understand? I wish someone could tell me what to do. Hi, I'm Hallie Petro, guest host, filling in for Samantha Logan, and this is We Got You, a podcast for kids whose hard questions are answered by the older teenage kids who've already been through it. My guest today is Jalen. It's no accident that this 18-year-old became the Big Brothers and Big Sisters Youth of the Year Award winner for 2020. Jalen lost both of his parents just a few years apart before he was the age of nine. And despite the trauma he navigated while he was in middle school, which included depression, anxiety, and even PTSD, he still held on to hope. Here is his story. My name is Jalen, I'm 18, and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Earliest memory I could think of was me watching a movie with my mom. I think what me and my mom definitely did a lot was watch a lot of movies together. The next thing I could remember was I got in trouble. I threw a marker at someone, and my stepdad picked me up. He was yelling at me on the way home. And I just sat there in the seat. And I just, I, I was just thinking, like, I just can't wait to see my mom. So when we got home, I kept, like, you know, asking for her and everything like that. And he was just like, hey, you don't got to worry about her right now. I'm talking to you. That was, I would say, my first memory of me getting hit as a kid. Um, and I would say, like, if it was discipline, I would feel like I would remember it, but he definitely went over the top. Um, I can remember that it lasted very, very long, um, him hitting me. And then um, next thing I can remember was him and my mom getting into it about him hitting me and he started hitting her. She ended up like going into the kitchen and I followed her. Um, That's a main highlight of my childhood, just remembering those times where she was hurt a lot and crying. 
we ended up moving to my grandma's house and we stayed with my grandma for a little bit. And I think that was the happiest because he wasn't really over. And it was just me and my mom and my grandma. Those were like the happy moments, like me and my mom watching Power Rangers and, you know, us going to McDonald's to get breakfast and stuff. Um, those were the happy times. I used to tell her like, hey, I want to be a superhero when I grow up so I can save us and everything like that and wanting to beat up bad guys. And, you know, she would always just tell me like, I believe that. I really do. I believe in you. And, and um, after that, I remember the day she died. You know, at the time I was, I was still a kid. I didn't know what was going on. Um, after that, I know I definitely went into depression really bad. Uh, so like memories from like six to like eight, it's very spotty just because like I, I know I was very quiet, you know. Um, I've been quiet a lot since even like middle school. I was very quiet. I was very observant as a kid. It was okay for for a little bit though, like you know, because I came and uh, my grandma got custody of me and my brothers, um, and she's taken care of us ever since, and she's done an amazing job. After that, I was fighting a lot as a kid. I had anger management issues. I was diagnosed with PTSD. Uh, anxiety disorder and depression. So I went to counseling a lot. I think at one point we were going every day after school uh, for I think like a couple years straight, but I was definitely getting better with it. I didn't get to see my dad a lot. I was really close with my dad, um, especially after my mom died. One day I was at my friend's house and um, like I came home after spending the night and like it was my grandma and then all my aunts on the couch. So I thought I was in trouble. And like my grandma was like, come here and let me talk to you. So, I'm, you know, I go over there and she's like, you know, your dad, um, he passed away this morning. And I was like, huh? I didn't register it because like it was it was completely out of nowhere. And yeah, I was nine years old. I definitely went into deep depression after that again. It felt like I was placed in a room and it was very dark and like, I was just alone, like all the time. Like it, even if I was in a house with like 50 people, I always, I just felt so alone. Like I felt like someone just isolated me from the rest of the world for so long. I just felt so angry I was very frustrated and alone. So like, if my brothers wanted to come play with me, you know, I would be like, like, leave me alone. I was so against going outside. I was so against like being with anyone. Like my grandma would have to drag me out the room to like do stuff. So um, it was very suffocating when it came down to like support, because even though I felt so alone, like, it felt like there was just a barrier. And so when people tried to support and help and, you know, like tell me they love me and all this, it just felt like it wasn't going through that barrier. I just couldn't feel anything at that point. I was very numb as a kid. 
I think that's where a lot of like my abandonment issues definitely happened when my mom died, but it got so much worse when my dad died. And that's why I'm so passionate now about it because a lot of people talk about depression and anxiety and not a lot of people hit on abandonment issues. You don't get to form a lot of relationships that you should be able to form, you know, as an adult because of it. But I feel like I definitely missed out on a lot of opportunities as a kid. Um, I stopped playing a lot of sports. I missed a lot of school opportunities. It's like you feel like someone made a mistake. So you just, you do your best to get it away from you. Every opportunity that I had, I didn't think I deserved it. Like, I felt like I hated myself more than anyone else. So it was to the point where I just, you know, let a lot of opportunities slip away. I definitely think that's where the main basis of like abandonment issues come from. So like when I was that age as a kid, when you're trapped in, in, um, in darkness like that for so long, and it's like when you feel those feelings, you get so used to it. It just, you expect to feel like that every day. I was feeling like that since I was six. That was just an everyday thing for me. It was either I was angry, I was sad, or I was I felt lonely. Those were the only three feelings I really felt. When you go through life like that, like, you know, my perspective as a kid, like I just, that's what I expected to feel every day. There was, I didn't expect to smile. I didn't expect to laugh. At a certain point, it definitely changed. Um, I would say it mainly changed when I went to high school because at that point I had my best friend who I've been with since kindergarten. And then I had a really good friend of mine that turned into a best friend as well um, since I was in middle school. And they told me, like they sat me down before we went to high school and they were like, look, we're going through this differently. We know we have each other no matter what happens. So let's make the best of it. Instead of expecting to feel like that every day, I tried to um, motivate myself to feel something different. And it was very difficult for a long time. It took a while to do that because it was just, it was like I was trying to push myself past my comfort zone to make, you know, to make myself not just happy, but everyone around me happy as well. If I could go back and tell myself one thing, I would definitely tell myself that there's hope. Because when, when you're growing up from that type of situation, you're not worried about the future. You think that's going to be your forever. That's going to be your life. It's just feeling that miserable every day. And even just as a kid, you're just like, what, what more is there than this? Um, but there's always hope. You know, no matter how bad the situation is, no matter what you've gone through, there's always going to be hope. You just have to be patient for it. You know, my hope didn't come until I went to high school. You have to be patient for, you know, there to be a better day. There's always going to be a better day. You just have to wait on it. Your issues aren't taken seriously when you're that age, especially in middle school, where you're just learning yourself, you're 
just starting that experience of puberty and all these emotions that you've never experienced before, you're going to have issues, you know, with either with yourself or your environment or with your family or anything, you're going to have an issue. But since it's not taken lightly, kids see that kids see if their situation isn't taken seriously. And so their reaction to that is, okay, well, since they're not taking it seriously, then why should I? If I could tell myself to be patient because it's not as in, oh, you should just wait for there to be another day. I mean it as be patient with yourself, you know, be patient with the process of of learning yourself and, and how to deal with your issues because at that age, you're, you want to rush and feel better. And since you don't feel better the next day, you're like, all right, forget it. This is all there is then. I definitely do give myself a lot of credit, especially where I didn't express myself a lot as a kid. So it's like, now that I'm able to now, you know, it's I see a very big difference of how I used to be versus now, especially like with how much work I've done over the years with like my counselor and everything. If kids were to be given the opportunity to actually get help and the correct help towards any issues that they had, it would benefit everyone. You know, not just them, but everyone around them in their environment and whoever cross paths with them in the future. Wow, Jalen, what a story. The resilience you have shown is absolutely incredible. And I think that this is a great reminder to all of you listening that seeking support for what feelings you are experiencing, whatever feelings you are experiencing, support from your friends, adults, from your parents, from counselors or school counselors, that support is incredibly important. Ask for help. It's okay. So now is the part of the show where we take questions from you guys out there. For today's teen panel of experts, Jalen is also joined by Jasmine. Jasmine appeared on our show last week. What does loss mean to you? Um, I would say just, you know, the absence of something that you like were used to or just like maybe, yeah, like someone you loved. And especially for me, um, lost includes like, you know, I guess, yeah, friends that have completed suicide and, you know, my, my grandpa, we were very close. I agree with, you know, what she's saying, um, like an absence of something that used to be there in your life. Um, like you said, of course, it could be a number of things like social life, uh, your friends, family, um, any loved ones at all. Um, that's what I think loss is, um, especially like with my life, um, like losing my mom and then losing my dad. Those were like major losses in my life. But then I've also, ever since the pandemic, I, I lost um, like my job um, and I lost um, a lot of opportunities that were presented to me. So I, like she said, I also, I also think it's like an absence of something that could have been or that used to be in your life. Do you ever fully feel like you get over losing someone? To answer that, um, no. Um, I think for me, 
you you adjust to it, you know, um, but you'll never truly get over that loss. But, you know, you, you kind of try to understand, you know, what happened and what took place. And, um, and you know, as you grow up, you try to deal with those emotions um, and, and recognize how it affected you. I think that's also a good thing because um, it keeps that memory alive, you know, um, and you just trying to remember that person and um, to, to try to always speak about them in a good light and to try to remember the good days, you know, are, are the things you want to do when, when experiencing a loss. Yeah, you never truly do get over it. Um, but I guess you sometimes, you know, I guess you don't really want to get over it. So you keep their memory alive and you always remember them remember the good times thinking of you know my friends and uh, you know my my grandfather uh, as sad and I think back but I always think of the, the you know the yeah the happy times um, yeah so that's what I would say how long did it take for you to feel better and what did you do to feel better it took me a long 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 time especially with my mom it took me a very long time I think I'm starting to finally um, get better with it but I'm not as much as I want to say, I'm not really there yet with, with my dad, um, especially today, because it's um, it's a, the day he died. It's been 10 years now. When I think back to everything that I did with my mom and, and seeing her smile and, you know, remembering my dad's laugh and how he used to stay the night, that makes me feel a lot better. I think why you feel so bad about a loss is that, you know, you don't really see that person ever again. And there's a lot of negative emotions that come from it. You think of all the bad things and you think of all the rough times you've had and the arguments and, and that's why you don't feel good about a loss. But, you know, you just trying to think of how they see you now and, and trying to make them proud and trying to keep their memory alive. You know, that motivates me personally. It took me also a while, like not as long for my grandpa because he was sick and you know he needed help and I guess he was in a better place it's taking me a little longer especially for my friends or those that I've known who have taken their lives also what you said was like you know thinking of like all the negative things and especially in my case or I guess anyone else's you know who who loses someone to um to suicide you might try to blame yourself but in reality, you know, you, you can't do that because, you know, maybe there probably wasn't anything that you could have done if someone, um, you know, takes their life because, you know, their mind was made up. Even through all the the hardship that might come with a loss that eventually, you know, it will get better and um, you will get to the point of where no negative thoughts really come with it. So I want to thank all of you so much for tuning in to We Got You. I'm Hallie Petro. I've been your guest host this episode and I've been super excited to be here. So thanks for putting up with me in Sam's absence. We Got You is a podcast that gives a voice to every kid out there who doesn't have anyone to go to for advice, who might be scared to ask their friends or their older siblings or their parents for help. We're here for you. And remember that right now, whatever is happening in your life right now, it's just a tiny part of your life and you will get through it. Tune in for the next episode where we speak to Lauren, a 14-year-old who talks about her parents' divorce and the effects that it had on her. 
If you want the chance to have your questions answered on our show, submit your questions via DM on our Instagram at wegotyoushow or visit us at wegotyoushow.com. We Got You is sponsored by a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with special thanks to PRX and Trax for support. Huge shout outs to Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America and their help with this episode. Congratulations to Jalen for his Youth of the Year Award and all that he has accomplished. Our production assistant is Carolina Garrigo. Sound design and mix by Rob Ballingall at Sonic Union. Music by Ollie Chang, Guy Brown, and Dimitri Lidman. Theme music by Dimmy. We Got You is created, written, and produced by Brandon Leganke and me, Hallie Petro. If you need to speak with someone about grief or loss, the WENT Center is a support center you can call for help. Call 202-204-5021. We also have a list of resources on our webpage, wegotyoushow.com. If you want to know more about one-to-one mentoring, go to bbbs.org. Till next time, this is your guest host, Hallie Petro, saying, we got you. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.